Shomra Byug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to the digital Shomra Byug. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined, as usual, digitally, as you know, the whole COVID thing is still going on, by the other co-host of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, not coincidentally named Benjamin. Not coincidental, Michael. It actually is. He had a previous podcast co-host called Benjamin. He died in a horrible COVID-related accident. And uh, yes, I accidentally, I accidentally killed him, Ben, like uh, Sully in the the film and play of Mice and Men. Yep, that's it. Almost exactly to the letter. And then he just so happened to bump into me, and he was like, "What serendipity? Tell me, yes, can yes. you sing?" And I said, "Yeah, look at this." <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good, Ben. Uh, Better every week. Benjamin. (laughs) Funnily enough, Benjamin, the previous Benjamin was not the only one struck down in a snuggling-related COVID incident. (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, Michael, great news for the villains of Gotham City. Terrible news for the citizens of Gotham City. Bloody Batman has the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's funny, isn't it? Because loads of people have the COVID. But the fact that Robert Pattinson has the COVID is news. Oh, yeah, well, it's a big deal because it's a celebrity and bad things don't yeah. happen to celebrities. Mm, sometimes they do. The Rock has the COVID. The whole, the Rock's whole bloody family, bloody Rock, Pebbles, yeah. everybody. Now you're going to have to run with that, Ben. <laughs> you're going to need to extend on that. All right. Rock's yeah. Pebble, Gravel, yeah. and his yeah. lovely, lovely, lovely wife, Mediterranean yeah. Rock Garden. All right, yeah, that'll do. They all yeah. have they all have the COVID, yeah, which is but very look, sad. Ben, they've stopped production temporarily on the Batman. Yes, well, they've had to. Which he has I mean, the COVID. Yeah, exactly, Ben. But uh, it looked mostly finished from that trailer we saw. Funnily enough, yeah, it 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 did. In fairness, but I would imagine, Michael, it's just for pure safety. You wouldn't want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to be with Zoe Kravitz having an L shift of Robert Pattinson and then going, oh no, now I've got the COVID. Now I've got the covered, yes, me, Zoe Kravitz, and my dad, Lenny Kravitz. I'd say most of the exterior filming is done, Michael. There was probably quite a few interior scenes left to be done, perhaps on a set. Yeah, reshoots as well, Ben, with as some, we know. With some union guys. Ben, and the, that means Black Adam will be delayed, that oh, film, which is no. never, ever, ever going to happen. Oh, not Black Adam, the f- movie that I've <laughs> waited my entire comic book career for. It's never, ever going to happen, Ben. Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things that haven't happened, we still haven't seen either the New Mutants. No. <laughs> or Tenet. No. <laughs> or Mulan, or Disney's Mulan. Well, now, Michael, that's an interesting one, Michael, because we could see Disney's Mulan one if we so wanted. Do go on. However, Michael, I was sitting yeah. here, sitting here I was with my family once upon a, a, a Friday's Eve. Yeah. And my mother said, you have that Disney Plus thing, don't you? And I went to do, yeah. I do, yeah. Well, I do an impression of your mother now. Uh, well, go on, you you give the oh, listeners... Benjamin, you have that Disney Plus there, don't you? Why don't we put on the film Mulan? Yeah, so she was saying, because we, we had done a, a little... Benjamin! Yeah. Why don't we put on the film Mulan? Yeah, I'll put it on now in a second, Mom. I'm just doing the podcast. All right, very good. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> You got me, man. Anyway, um, my poor mother does not sound like that either. That's very... (laughs) Our family has done kind of a rewatch of all the live action ones. She heard about the new Milan one and she went, oh, she's put that on there. And Michael, yes, Michael, to watch the new Milan, I would have to pay 26 euro on top of my existing subscription to watch it at home because Disney Plus is being a sneaky old boy and trying yeah. to get people to pay premium access fee. Right. So they can access newly released content on the Disney Plus app. Now, Michael. Right. Yes. That's not very cool, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind it. I well, See, I find it very interesting, Michael, because you said to people that this is your streaming service, Disney Plus, for your exclusive Disney Plus content and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, and all of a yeah. sudden you have a brand new 21 euro bloody... 26, you said a second ago. Fee. It's 26 with the initial... Ah, that's my mistake. It's around 26 with the actual subscription. Right, right, right. So Benjamin, it's 21 though, individual payments, sorry. My mistake. Were you and I, Benjamin, 
to go to see Mulan in the cinema. Yes. Together. You know, we'd go together. We'd go together, Michael. We have a, a Wednesday yeah. night cinema club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd go together. I'd buy a little little drinky winky oh, for you. Yeah. Maybe a little popcorn. It's a very great way to um, de-stress in the middle of the week, Michael. Oh, it's great, yeah. yeah. So, Benjamin, were we to do that, though, we would easily spend considerably more than that. Probably, Michael. Probably, no, no, but certainly. not on the ticket alone. <laughs> Well, I mean, what what's a cinema ticket in Ireland, Ben? Uh, it's it depends on Cinemax? which cinema you go to. Yeah, which depends what cinema you go to, Ben. But you're looking in the region of 7 to 15 euro. Hmm. Which I recognise is a wild difference now that I've said it out loud. But let's say, Ben, let's say that I were to invent a fake Colopy family. So there's young Benjamin. Okay, there's me. There's you. There's there's the mother. Yes. Um, Margaret. Yes. That's that's not your mother's real name. Is no, it is. <laughs> I don't want to say anyone's no. real name. No. There's there's your dad, Philip Colopy. Yeah, classic Philip. There's, none of my whole life. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a bit of an messer, Phil. Uh, then there's your two younger brothers, um, uh, Johnston and Braithwaite. Oh, Johnston Colopy. and Braithwaite. My family yeah, were yeah. such huge fans of uh, Protestant wealthy families in, in earlier years. They went yeah. with that. Yeah, And there's your sister, um, Jacinta, Jacinta Colopy. Jacinta and Colby. let's say the whole... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacinta Colopy, I like that one. Let's say the whole Colopy family decide, let's go and see the live-action Aladdin. How much is that going to cost you, you, you cheapskates? Quite a bit of money, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking 70 euro? Yeah, in and around. On tickets alone? Tickets alone. Yeah, so you're getting a great deal from Disney Plus. Yeah, it's my... much better when I do it with you, Michael, and you buy me a little drinky winky. I'll buy you a little drinky winky, a little popcorn as well. Yeah, maybe if you're not, if you're if you're good. It's nice. It's good. Um, <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, I do um, see your point. It's just interesting. I do see your uh, point. There though. is a lot of there is a lot of hype on the net, Michael, to boycott mm-hmm. this kind of action as it's setting a precedent for streaming services to have tiered systems of content. Hmm. Uh, like I said, Ben, I don't mind it. I, 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 I'm I'm kind of doing a devil's advocate here. That's okay. But I actually don't mind. Like, If they said, Dear Mr. Michael Leonard, Esquire, this is Disney Plus. We're contacting you by telephone. I don't know why we started as if it were an email. Okay. Um, would you like to pay 25 euros to see the new film Black Widow this evening on your TV for 25 euros? You would say yeah, yes. You can ha- I'd, say, I'd say I'll bring the gang around. Charge them all entry to my gaff. Put a little popcorn on for them. Yeah, the same way you charge me entry to the tiny room every week to do a podcast that I have to do because you say I have to do it. It's an interesting business model, Michael. Make a little bit of profit on it. (laughs) So that's what I'd do. So I don't really mind it, to be honest. You wouldn't just treat all your pals to a cinema night for 25 euro? No, no, no. No, no, no. What am I? What am I? Bloody Mr. Moneybags. Mr. Moneybags. Assumedly then you keep your premium access, Michael. So I suppose that's another difference from the initial cinema experience is that you can watch the film whenever you bloody want. Exactly. I can watch it again later on on my own and enjoy it without all these bloody people caterwauling. There's a, a fresh wave, Michael, of boycott the film protests from the likes of Hong Kong, Taiwan, yeah. etc. Yeah. Uh, because of the... What is now confirmed to be extremely pro-China stance of the film. Oh, very interesting. Extremely pro-China stance of the film. Uh, so it's it's an interesting time to be alive, Michael. Reviews have not been kind. Right. Apparently visually stunning and yeah. horrifically vapid and empty. Uh, oh, good. So, you know, it's like a lot of those live-action remakes, though, Michael. They haven't all been, you know... Beloved. Beloved. It hasn't. It hasn't happened. Anyway, Michael, that that was just. It's just a little bit. It's a uh, watching our our on demand technology change right before our eyes. No one kicks up a stink when films are incredibly pro America. Uh, well, I quite often do, Michael. But ah, yeah, yeah, are, I know. But you know, we're not boy- boycotting the damn things. No, well, Michael, there's very little to do if there's no cinema. No, no. Well, we've seen that, haven't we, Ben? You can get uh, you can get Mulan on Disney Plus though for twenty foot one one euro and put it on the TV for all your family. I must tell so you, man. So you didn't watch it. You didn't watch it on no, on Friday night. It, no. But how many of you? All all five of you were there. No, you, no, Margaret, no, no. Philippa, there's only three of us there at the moment. My Johnson. siblings are away on holiday. That has nothing to do with okay. this podcast or anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So you weren't willing to pay seven euro per person. Look, Johnson Braidwaite went down film. to Cork. Jacinta yeah. went off to Kerry. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. But, and Phil but, and Margaret is that what my mom Margaret? Name is? I think it was what we said. Yeah. Yeah. 
Phil, Phil and Margaret just weren't uh, weren't that into it. Not not for that. They just, they just sure. Phil, uh, Phil had more than likely fall asleep halfway through. It he anyway. probably well, uh, probably more Margaret. You know yourself. <laughs> uh, you know Margaret. She's mental. She's mad. Uh, She's probably Margaret on the sauce all day. Spends her life. Michael, what are we bloody talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about, Benjamin? What new stuff came out? Oh, it's the new stuff segment of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Benjamin, I've watched some new stuff this week. Go on. Benjamin, I tell you what. I tell you, Ben. You know who's back in town, but the boys, Ben. The boys, they're boys. the boys are back in town. Hey, the boys. The boys. Are, the, boys the boys are back in town, Ben. I watched. Um, as has become a kind of tradition with uh, Amazon Prime, seemingly. I don't know if it's a tradition or if you know they don't know how to use their back end properly because sometimes Ben. And you know, I do most of the podcast releasing for Shomer Bjug. You do. And sometimes I accidentally release an episode on Thursday night. Every now and then, I might release slip. an episode. I might release an episode on Thursday night by mistake or or Sunday evening instead of Monday morning. You see, Michael, and it's not our full time job. You see. No, 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 it's not. So you'd be forgiven. But, um, but not at Amazon Prime. At Amazon Prime, they don't seem to have any problem with accidentally, in inverted air quotes. Releasing three episodes of his show the day before the premiere date. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It is bizarre. Yeah, so I have seen three episodes of The Boys Season 2. Michael, I have not. It is... It is that, you know, Ben, it's hard to... do quick spoilers? We do a... No, we won't go any spoilers yet. First of all, I'll talk in general uh, generalizations. Um, It's good. It's entertaining. There are surprises and twists and interesting new characters. Classic. Yeah, yeah. It is very gruesomely violent. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot a lot of the violence, though, to be fair, is seen... We've we've seen a lot of the highlights in the, of these three episodes in the clips and trailers that have been released over the few months. All right. Last okay. few months. There were no massive surprises. Well, that's good. Like I, we saw... Um, we saw that clip of Black Noir. Noir... Black... Is that his name? Black Noir. Yeah, yeah. That's that means black black Ben. That's a stupid it's name. Silly, isn't it? Perhaps poking fun at corporate America trying to research names in different cultures and dialects and not doing a very good job. Yeah, I think that was the joke. Um, but we've seen that clip of him taking on the super terrorist. Remember, we've already seen that. Yes, yeah, several and times. I've seen it so many times and so long ago that when it was happening on the show, I thought, didn't this happen in season one? Why am I watching this again? It must have. But it wasn't. It was just a clip. It was just a clip. Yeah, you were um, a little breadcrumb clip. Yeah, very, very gruesomely violent, very gross, and interesting new characters. Yeah. Is it as good as season one? I don't think so, so far. Oh, no. Um, spoilers for season one. No, no, actually, let's just go in, because I'm going to ruin it. If I... Well, I'm going to do no let's spoilers. Talk. Do you want to do no spoilers? Yeah, we'll do a little spoilers. Okay, do you do a famous spoiler song? Yeah. Bloody Carl Urban's back. He's still British, kicking the crap. Out of all the super bitches. Spoiler okay, alert that'll do. Yeah. for yeah, yeah, yeah. the boys. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was fine. It was okay. fine. It was fine. Um, what, what was I going to say? It's, there is a an ongoing plot line, Benjamin, mm-hmm. about the Homelander. Oh. Your favourite character, the Homelander. My favourite character and your favourite character, Michael, the Homelander. The Homelander. And he has a son, as we found out in the last episode of the last series. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. And then there's a whole thing going on with him trying to bond with the son and the son's mother not wanting it to happen. And and to be honest, I could do without it. <laughs> I've, seen a, I've seen enough of that sort of thing. I could do without it. <laughs> it's it's my least that, favorite please. Place. Anthony Starr is excellent. He and is. He does He's very good. A, Big, horrible, petulant man-baby very well. Bloody Australian, Michael. He's very... Yes, he's one of the most Australian men. What? Yeah, he's fair what? dinkum smashed it, Ben. He has yeah. fair dinkum smashed that Fair role. dinkum smashed it right out of the park, as the Americans yeah. would say. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a new character, Ben, called Stormfront, and she initially seems kind of fun and challenging the, uh, the system. But... It turns out that she might be even worse than the rest of them. Yeah, because in the in the comic books, Michael, in the comic books, big bloody Nazi, former Nazi experiment. Yeah, in the comic book, big big former Nazi. The Stormfront. Um, so I'm guessing she might have an alt-right angle in this, Michael. I'm just I think she might, Ben. Yeah. It hasn't been fully revealed ah, yet. Ah, yeah, we've got a big old alt-right angle. I bet she doesn't get on with bloody A-Train. But that's bloody yeah, but messy. Well, oh, oh, they haven't actually seemed to have had any sort of conversation yet. All right, okay. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. There's I'll a lot going on. She, she's an interesting character, Ben. She's... um. She's not the Stormfront from the comics by any stretch of the imagination. Good. 
yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, the, the more I go back and read that comic, boy, I go, the meaner it gets over the years. It's yeah, a, it's so mean. It's just a mean comic and mean, yeah, unpleasant, a... petulant man baby comic. Yeah, it is. And the TV show really does reel it back in. Oh, yeah. While still being horrible and mean. But the TV show does make you want to be on the side of the boys and go, oh, if there were super people, they would be pricks and it would be awful. Yeah, they would need a bit of a spanking, as Butcher would yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's good, though. It's good. Special effects. Very gruesome. One of the most gruesome deaths so far, whereupon Black Noir, Noir uh, is fighting a terrorist. Yes. Bends him over backwards over his knee, pulls his lower and upper jaw apart. Oh, I didn't need that. And splits his head in two. No, one didn't of the most need gruesome things. I, didn't need any of that. One of the most gruesome things I've ever seen on television, Ben. No, didn't need any of that. Gross. No. Uh, there's some. Uh, there's an interesting thing going on with uh, the deep. The deep. They're trying to figure out what to do with him. He's become a Scientologist, essentially. Oh no! And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's a it's very negative towards it, so it's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, one of the few companies that can possibly stand up to Scientology with little or no blowback is probably Amazon. Yeah, Quickly now it's be- not called Scientology. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Scientologists don't traditionally take very kindly to uh, any kind of gentle ribbing. No, 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 they don't. Uh, but, but if Amazon... anyone can say, well, actually, your huge wealth and resources don't actually scare me much, uh, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. Amazon. <laughs> this is your yacht, is it? Oh, it's so <laughs> oh, small. That's nice. What a tiny little yacht. Jave Bezos sitting there going, you know I'm going to be a trillion dollar company, you mm. know that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to buy the Church of Scientology, please, you <laughs> fucking lunatics. I will have it for five schmeckles. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so yes, uh, it's good so far. It's good. Is it going to be as good as season one, Benjamin? I don't know. Uh, look, we'll wait and I see. I don't know. I've only seen three episodes so far. I've enjoyed it. Well, that's good, Michael. That's yes. good. Uh, strange leaking, bloody publicity stunt aside. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a leak? What, what are they there's, doing? There's no way Amazon dropped the ball on that. There's just no way. <laughs> Maybe it was the Church of Scientology, Ben. Maybe oh, trying to the them because they heard about the episodes. <laughs> They're trying to. Uh, what's his name? McSavage. What's his name? He's trying to take Bezos down. Yeah, I'd like to see that. We should cage really match. stop saying it because our algorithms are going to pick up some really weird advertisements for the next week now. Oh, good, 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 good. To be honest, man, I don't think even the Google algorithm listens to this podcast. <laughs> what a good burn! If someone else said that about us, we'd be size, we'd be wrecked. I'd, I'd just sit in my room and cry for a week. But now that I've said it, that it, that saves us. We're immune now. Aha, it's like a vaccine. We got out in front of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on from there, Michael. You and All I right, shall we? Yes. Quite a week. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, Michael. We were we were busy boys this week. Uh, so right. much so that on that on a, a fried day. Yeah. Uh, we sat down and went, what the bloody hell are we talking about? Yeah, we forgot to think about it then. And you, Michael, were talking about a, a group of people just there who were going up against superheroes with, with very little powers. And Michael, to anyone else, that would be a suicide mission. And that got my oh. old brain a-thinking. That, mm. that got my old oh, brain. <laughs> silky smooth. <laughs> that mm. got my old brain. What would mm. a suicide squad look like? And then, Michael, I realised, mm. well, oh, bloody hell, we'll know soon enough. They've already done it, Ben. Yeah, they've already Wait, done ben. it. Are you talking about 2016's Suicide Squad? Yes, the David Ayer masterpiece. Yes, yes. Ben, we've talked about it here before. It's not great. Uh, look, it, it could have been better, Michael. Could have been better. Yeah, yeah. It could have been better, Ben. It wasn't better. They might, in some t- someday, someday soon down the line, Ben, they might release the Ayer cut. I don't want it. <laughs> no, neither do I, Ben. I don't even want the Snyder cut, to be honest with you. No, but... look, once the movie's out, that's it. That's the movie. You don't get to go back and bloody change your mind. Unless you're Blade Runner. Unless you're Blade Runner, in which case you can recut it 85 times. Yeah, or Daredevil. Why would you why, why would you get Coolio in and then cut him out? I don't that understand. It doesn't make it. any sense. If I was Coolio, I'd be like, why did you get me in and cut me out? What's Why'd you going get on? me in? Yeah, yeah. What's I've been living most of my life getting cut out of films. That's what Coolio would say. Yeah. Benjamin. So, why don't you tell us, Benjamin? What's going on with the Suicide Squad? Well, Michael, bloody hell. In 2016, Michael, cast your mind back. DC was, was like, oh, do you know what I love? Do you know what I love? And Guardians one of the, of the execs said, I don't know, what do you love, sir? And DC, DC's a person. All oh, right, okay. And DC said, I love Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. 
And he said, all right, okay, cool. Uh, we have the rights to that, don't we? He's like, yeah, it's Time Warner Music. Oh, cool. So, look, make me a movie that I can put that in a trailer to to get people really hyped up. So they did that, Michael. They created yeah. a whole movie specifically so DC, the executive, could put it out into the world. And then they were like, oh, we have to release the movie now, but we've used all the good stuff in the trailer. And oh, no. uh, then they put out a movie, Michael, that was specifically made to sell the song Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Mm. Uh, don't look any of that up Michael I've done all the research for you you don't have to check any sources on that I won't it's definitely real uh, no it's uh, uh, I suppose we, we could only call it an ill-fated movie Michael uh, that had a, a star-studded cast yeah we had a bloody a Will Smith yeah we had a bloody Margot Robbie yeah Karen Fukuhara from uh, The Boys indeed we had a Jared Leto your favourite Joel Kinnaman it had bloody Joel Kinnaman or uh, Takeshi Kovac, if you're into yeah, yeah, yeah. weird cyberpunk noirs. Y- your uh, other favourite, Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne, who has since faded off the face of the planet. But look, no judgement here, Michael. And it was supposed to be bloody great, Michael. And then they hired friend a bunch of the people. Podcast, huh? fr- friend of the podcast, Shane's favourite actor, Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney, who just was there. And, yeah, he's in uh, films. He was doing his best Ryan Reynolds impression at every point. And uh, failing miserably in that attempt, I think. But anyway, Michael, then what they did was they got yes. a bunch of bloody directors in. Well, they only got the one yeah. in. And he was fresh off a wave of binging uh, South African hip hop. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to put that in my movie. And there was a whole controversy about that. Uh, and then, Michael, instead of getting writers that do movies, they got video game writers. And the video game writers said, oh, well, what we'll do is, what we'll do is we'll get a big bloody yep. boss. And we'll yeah, put it at the end level. of the thing. And then we'll structure it as if you have to go through levels and missions to get to the boss. See what we did there? Yeah. See what we yeah, did yeah, there? Yeah. And we'll add mm-hmm. ambiguous moral choices that don't really affect the plot, but are important because, you know, it makes the player do something for five minutes. And so we had I a see. couple of scenes where uh, we saw some character growth from Will Smith because he wouldn't shoot Margot Robbie. And Michael, if this all sounds very confusing, that's because it's exactly like the bloody film. No, yeah, you're describing the film. I see what you've done. It's a very messy film, Michael. Um that could have probably been done better. It may have been it's, done it's, dirty. It may have been done dirty, Ben. It's so close to okay. It's so close. It scrapes the very roof of okay. It's it's very, very dangerously nearly fine. And because of that, Michael, it's so much worse. Yeah, you could, you could say that. <laughs> because yeah, you're yeah, sitting yeah, there you going, oh, if you'd just done this. Yeah. Or if you'd just, just done that. So what you're doing is you're teasing the audience because the audience thinks they're getting a setup and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're with you. And then it's like, oh, okay, you just didn't do that. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was lots of uh, boogly-woogly uh, eyeball men. Oh, big, big grey baddies. Oh, what a yeah. classic. Uh, what do we do? Uh, you know that thing that we use to seal up cracks in housing where you spray the foam and it hardens? Yep, put it on their heads. That's expanding foam, bit. It's expanding foam. Just stick expanding foam on their heads and let's have a bloody movie. Um, right. It was... Cara Delevingne used her hips more than anyone else in the film. Yeah. Her hips got a separate paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Kinnaman was there for some reason. He was also in it, yes. He was called... He's a famous DC anti-hero Rick Exposition. Ah, <laughs> very good. It's not a flag. It's Rick Flag. Uh, he was there to tell people that uh, the sword steals the souls of her enemies, as opposed to showing us that in a really cool. She sequence. never does it. She never does it. Not once, Michael. Do we get not to once. see that fucking sword in action? Yeah. Not once. Hey, this Flash guy is pretty fast. I'm telling you, you don't want to make him angry. <laughs> and then we never see him again. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's no use, Ben. So, what's your proposal for how to fix it? Well, Michael, what I would do, what yeah. I would do is we'd, we'd do a, a classic kind of inversion of what's to be expected here, Michael. So yeah. I'd probably hire an indie director who's cut their teeth and really proven their worth in the last couple of years. You know, someone right, who right, knows right. what they're doing, but has a bit of yeah. flair. Do you know what I mean? Right, I don't know. Right, right, if yeah. I was to pick one off the top of my head, I'd say um, James Gunn. Right. James Gunn, yeah, he's probably available. He got fired from Marvel, so Ex- he's probably exactly. available. And then probably what I do after that, Michael, is I'd probably ask him who he'd hire 
because he's yeah. cultivated lots of excellent relationships throughout the film industry and he'd probably right, right, really right. get the best out of his actors and the chemistry that they could bring to the screen. So he might right. go with, because we chose hypothetically James Gunn, he might go yeah. through some of his classic friends and we might get right. a Nathan Fillion and a Michael Rooker and we might have some really unusual casting choices like Fula Borg, a German comedian from the internet. Mm. And that'd really give your odd characters kind of a a real flair and pizzazz. But then, Michael, to keep in trend yes. with kind of the the retro inversion vibe, we'd probably do a deep dive on the Suicide Squad comic book to really understand, you know, where it comes from and what it wants to do and, you know, what what really made it a hit back in 1987 when it was first launched. And so we'd probably right. pull out a, a ragtag bunch of, of characters that we don't see a lot in mainstream DC highlights. Off the top of my head, Michael, you might say, oh... I don't know, a bloody blood sport, maybe. Who's that, Benjamin? It's bloody, he's a, a famous mercenary, Michael, from the comics. He's a Superman villain. And right. he's, a, he's a bit of an L, as the name might suggest. He's a bit of a hunter. Bit of a hunter. Okay. Or you might go back even further and do a real deep dive into the Silver Age and pull yourself out of Polka Dot Man. Who's he? And he's a bloody Batman villain from the 1970s, Michael, and he had a bloody Polka Dot suit with lots of different abilities. It was like a really shit Iron Man that was into kitsch fashion. Okay, and uh, you know you might do that, Michael, and then you might put all that together in a very, very tried and tested formula, and maybe take a classic film genre, like say, I don't know, uh, a nineteen seventies war film, right? And you might write your plot along those lines, and you might combine all that, Michael, to make a unique, fun film with no high stakes that doesn't have to tie into an extended universe and be something that sells other movies in the meantime. Oh, that'd be good. That would be good. That would be good. Uh, so that's the podcast for this week, Michael. Um, so if DC <laughs> wants to listen to me or get in touch, you know where I am. Of course, Michael, I've just wasted about five minutes of your life and mine explaining what's going to be happening next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've, uh, I see what you've done. I understood it, to be honest. I understood it was kind of a conceit. The, the fandom, Michael, revealed all of what I just said um, in excellent detail. That is exactly what DC have done. And Michael... It looks bloody interesting. I'm not going to say it looks mm. good because I haven't actually seen any footage from the film yet. I've seen a lot of behind the scenes and an excellent teaser trailer um, where each and every character was given an L listing. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna, that's what we're going to do today, Michael. We're going to take a look at some of those obscure characters and try and suss them out. First of all, Michael, what I'd like to yeah. know before we continue is because we have yes. four returning characters in this. It's it's a yes. soft reboot, Michael. It could be referred to as a soft reboot. So could Viola be. Davis is reprising her role as Amanda Waller, the tough, no-nonsense, bordering on sociopathic handler of Task Force X, otherwise known as the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, she plants bombs in people's heads and gets them to do what she wants. Is it the government's business? Is it? Or is it just Amanda Waller's weird personal agenda? Let's find it out. Seem, it seemed to be the government in uh, in the first film. Anyway, that was certainly the government. Well, we bloody see in the bloody second film, because it might not yeah, be. Yeah, we'll see in the second film. Anyway. I don't think it's going to be a soft reboot, Ben. I think it's just going to be a flat-out sequel. Oh, because the nature of the sui- yeah, the nature of the Suicide Squad means you can just do a sequel. It doesn't matter. You have different characters, different setting. Very fair. But the same high concept. Very fair. I mean, the next time you do a, do a Suicide Squad mission, you don't need Deadshot. Well, it's good because they didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, or you don't need the Crocodile Man, whatever his name was. Killer Croc. Yeah, you don't need him. The Why does he very, need to come very, back? very, very racist Killer Croc in the first Yeah, film. not great. Not, not great. a great yeah, portrayal great. of I, black people. <laughs> not fun. I wouldn't bring him back. <laughs> I wouldn't bring him back. It's a bit racist. It was a um, bit racist. You don't necessarily need... Um, the woman whose magic sword might do something, but probably but won't. Probably won't. But we will get Joel Kinnaman back for some reason to be the head of this. Yeah, squad but this again. time he, it looks like he June looks Moon is, is gone all over again. So his his lady love from the first film is gone because Cara Delevingne wasn't well, in that bloody trailer. Didn't they kill the Enchantress but save June Moon? Well, apparently, making her like, you think, a civilian. You think, Michael? You think that after all that bloody effort in the first one? But no. So anyway, uh, fanboy favorite. Margot Robbie is returning because you can't have a Harley Quinn in a film without it being Margot Robbie these days, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you would recast her anyway, Ben. She's pretty good. She's defined, she's defined that role now for a generation. It's pretty simple. Also, fanboy favorite, but fangirl favorite. Yeah, actually, well. that's very true. I was very unfair there. It's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fanboy yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite. You're absolutely right, Michael. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. It's like complaining about bloody having. It's like complaining about having Robert Downey Jr. back as Iron Man. We can't complain about that. Does he no, no, yeah. Pay good money to see that uh, again. 
got a squeaky little thing there. Sorry, Benjamin. I was straightening up the mic so that my my peas didn't deafen you when you have to edit this later. Benjamin. Yes. Yeah, it's not really her fault she's been in mostly bad films. Yeah, I think it's... In fact, it's, it's kind of a miracle that she's been in mostly bad, bad films and has somehow she's come away from it scot-free. Yeah, nobody... Uh, no, that's Mr. Miracle that's coming out after Suicide Squad. Very amusing. Very amusing. Deep cut there. But yeah, Michael, she just seems to, to dance above all of that. So we have our... She's... She's Teflon. She is. She's Teflon. She slides right off her. We've got, yeah. as I said, so that brings us to Amanda Waller, Rick Flag, yeah, yeah, Harley Quinn, and then there was one more who is this? Captain Boomerang. Played Captain by Boomerang Shane Courtney, by Jay Courtney for some reason is being brought back, even though he has never proven himself to be any great addition to a film. Well, look, listen, Benjamin. In the behind the scenes thing, he appears to be throwing boomerangs at things, which I'm I'm all for because we didn't get to see that in the first film, even though he's called Captain Bloody Boomerang. How many boomerangs did he throw in the first film? Two. Was it seven? He threw <laughs> seven boomerangs two. in the first film. Uh, yeah. So I mean, look, it'll be interesting to have him back. It could be fun. I think he's just playing the Australian stereotype that Americans adore. But hey, <laughs> look, don't piss off Captain Boomerang. He's got a special boomerang that can steal your soul. <laughs> He probably won't use it though. Don't worry His about it. His boomerang traps the souls of its enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it. He probably won't do it. <laughs> Whoop! Watch out! Watch out! No, I'm not going to do it. Don't worry I'm about not it, doing mate. It, mate. <laughs> oh, no harm, no foul. On we go. Good day, good day. Very good. Yes, good. Uh, anyway, good that there, leaves us, Michael, with a holy host of obscure characters from way back in the Suicide Squad's history. So. Would you like a little bit of history on the Suicide Squad publication? Go on, go on, a little bit, a little bit. So, uh, the original Suicide Squad, and that was Rick Flagg Sr., and that will become very, very important, Michael, was a government task force that was set about to kind of examine the occult and the strange, and that came out in 1959, Michael. Mm. Um, And they had various adventures. There was Rick Flagg Sr., and then he had three other team members, and they would go and investigate things on behalf of the United States of America. God bless them. But it was covert. And they were quite often called the Suicide Squad because what they were sent to do, Michael, oh, you would never come back from. Right, right, right. Uh, And then uh, that wasn't very successful, Michael. It didn't do great. It came out at a time when there were lots of different titles being tried by DC. Your Challengers of the Unknown, your Dial H for Hero kind of vibes. Uh, There was a lot of of pasta being thrown at the wall and not a lot of it was sticking, Michael. Yeah, just eat the pasta. Just eat the pasta. Probably don't chuck it at walls. So, in 1987, however, we got ourselves a reboot. Oh, good. We love those Amanda Waller found the old case files from 1959, starring Rick Flagg Sr. And she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's bloody do that again, because it'd be good to have that to take on the superhero menace. But I'm going to get supervillains who are on death row and use them instead. I see. Clever. And so, in 1987, we did that. And the original lineup of the 1987 ones were none other than Mr. Deadshot. Deadshot was one of the first ever. Yeah. And has recurred ever since. to be in the new film. Uh, bloody Except Blockbuster. Film. Which is a very obscure villain. Uh, and uh, then we had a couple of other people there as well. But, uh, Michael, that series then went on. And as you said yourself, it's the Suicide Squad. So, that roster can change just about as many times as you feel like. You can just keep changing it. It's fine. Yeah. So 1987, actually, uh, it was a great little excuse for the creators in 1987 to go through all the obscure villains that every comic book company amasses over the years and just stick them in a team and give them new ways of using their powers and making it interesting. And it was just it was a neat little concept, Michael. Your your fans could enjoy a trip down memory lane. They could see some of maybe some maybe some fan favorite characters that didn't get the justice they deserved be fleshed out a little bit in a uh, an ongoing comic book series. So it was a nice thought. And Michael Ooey has James yeah. Gunn done exactly that, and he's going to aim for that vibe again, I think, because uh, yeah, the first one that we're introduced to, Michael, is best friend of James Gunn, uh, Michael Rooker, right, and he's going to play Savant now. Savant is a Batman villain from 2003. Gail Simone created him. And he's a spoiled rich kid who happens to have a genius level intellect through chemical stimulation. And uh, he's a bloody hand-to-hand combat guy. And he wanted to be a a vigilante like Batman and help the world. And Batman was like, "Uh, I don't wear hockey pads. And he sent him away. And then uh, he got a bit sour grapes about it. And so he became a, a, a villain. 
But why does my why is he played by Michael Rooker then? I don't know. I think they're going to play around man, with him. Michael. Michael I think he's just going to get a a jazzing. And why does he look like a vampire? Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know what huh. James Gunn is going to do with the characters. I can only tell you who they are in the the comics. So it. So is what you're saying that he appears to have no relationship to that character or is it a different version of... I'd say it's a different version of the character. Michael Rooker is much older than the character in the comics. Right, 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 right. I would imagine a lot of these villains, Michael, are going to be played for laughs. Okay. I I think a lot of them, and you'll you'll forgive me now, Michael, you'll forgive me now. I won't. But the word cannon fodder (laughs) springs to mind. I think we're going to have a lot of quick... Uh, <laughs> cameo style things where oh, oh, oh who's this guy maybe he can oh he died oh okay, he died good. never mind never mind right. I think we're going to have a few moments of that Michael every now and then or we're going to have a whole horde of superheroes going after the same goal which is probably more likely but anyway we'll get to that Michael then Michael we've got ourselves another obscure villain we have Javelin who was a Green Lantern villain from 1984 right and Javelin was an Olympic athlete who uh, which decided sport, to use his Olympic level skills which to sport? make money from crime. And my favorite thing about Javelin is he was once asked by somebody, why did you turn to crime? And he said, I don't know. I just felt like it. That's his motivation. Very good. As a villain. Which, uh, um, he is played. Go on. You're, you're, which sport was he in the Olympics? In? He was the, the Javelin. Yeah, 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 no. I, I mean, I was kind of hoping you'd say something else and. We could do a bit of a bit, but look, it doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. You, do you want to take it? No, no, you got a bit monofocused there on telling us about him. So look, just carry on. I'll just, I'll just bottle up my disappointment. It's nothing new. You can stick it on the shelf with all your other bottled disappointments behind you there. <laughs> most of those. <laughs> most of those <laughs> are jizz bin. full, though. <laughs> so anyway, Javelin, he's just a villain because he's a bit of a prick. Yeah, and he's going to be played by Fula Borg. I don't know who that is. Uh, you probably do, Michael. Have you seen Pitch Perfect 2? I have. Yeah, he's the German guy. Oh! In Pitch Perfect 2. That's German guy. Is that a Pitch Perfect yeah, 3? Yeah, that's German guy. Uh, and he's a huge uh, cult internet comedian. And he's going to be playing Javelin. So that'll be very interesting, Michael, I think. Okay. Uh, then we have David Dashtelman, who's playing the Polka Dot Man, or Mr. Polka Dot, depending on what you want. So Mr. Polka Dot is... Real obscure. He's an old Batman villain and he is the go-to example when you're talking about the crazy characters of the Silver Age of comic books. Right, right, right. Uh, David Dashtelman is probably best known to superhero fans from his little stint in Ant-Man. I think it's Dashtelman. Where he played the coder guy in uh, Ant-Man and he's going to be returning as as him. So that's going to be interesting. The electronics guy, coder guy, the weird security system. Yeah, yeah, I guy. remember him. Baba Yaga. Yeah. Everyone knows. He's everyone's second, third, fourth favorite, fifth favorite character from the Ant Man films. Sixth favorite character from the Ant Man films. Yeah, film. everyone's yeah. sixth favorite character. Baba Yaga! That guy. Uh, Idris Elba's coming back, Michael. And uh, <laughs> contrary to your af- uh, affirmation the first time, he's not going to be playing Deadshot. He's <laughs> not replacing Deadshot. All right, hold on a second now, a second. Contrary to your adamant, adamant, Adamant certainty. Hold on a second. He would Hold be on playing. a second. He's not coming back, Ben. He's never been in it before. That was Will Smith. Michael, you're the one that told me Idris Elba is coming back to play Deadshot. I very much didn't. But anyway, you're go on. the one that told me that you definitely said that. Nobody else on this podcast said that. It was you. The listeners can go back and check and and find. The All right. Evidence. Yeah. I, I I mean I find that doubtful. But do carry on, please. Let's dig. Uh, let's so dig actually, yourselves out of this hole. He's going to be playing Bloodsport, right, uh, who is, again, a Suicide Squad member. Originally, he was... So, Bloodsport's actually one of the more interesting ones, Michael. Um, there's two versions of Bloodsport, and he'll be playing Dubois, uh, oh. Bloodsport. It's, his name is Dubois, who's an African-American kind of hunter who went after Superman for some reason, even though that's not a great no, idea. He was given some intergang tech... Uh, try and take down Superman. It was a whole thing. And then, Michael, he died when he went up against Trent Park, who was the second blood sport. Trent Park was a bloody big racist. Oh, no, not racists. And uh, the original blood sport, Dubois, was killed in a in a race-related incident. Um, poor, El, uh, poor El Dubois was killed by Trent Park, who has affiliations with the Aryan Brotherhood. Uh, oh. And I'm assuming that Idris Elba isn't playing the Aryan Brotherhood version. Although, of- what a twist. 
Oh, what a twist. Um, I'm assuming he's not doing that. So we can assume the others. Some of the other ones that popped up there, Michael, are, are real, real weird. So Mongal is there. That's the orange lady that you spotted. Yeah. Uh, at one point. Mongal is the brother of Mongol. Sister. Uh, sorry, is the sister. Good, thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm listening. Uh, is the, the sister of Mongol. And uh, Mongol is a warlord. He owns Warworld, which is a recurring plot device in the DC Comics universe. Warworld is a giant traveling planetary gladiator arena. Right. Uh, and what Mongol does is he recruits powerful beings from other planets and makes them fight in his ring. Um, and <laughs> hopefully Russell Crowe does a cameo. That'd be good. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? As he wanders around a giant planet going, Oh, you're not entertained! The only problem you have with that, Ben, is Russell Crowe already exists in this universe as Zod. Not Zod. Jor-El. Jor-El. Ah, sure, look. Look, we'll put him... It's fine. Uh, it's although, fine. it would be... like Russell Crowe is so unrecognisable now. If they just got big, fat Russell Crowe smoking a cigarette... You'd be then, fine. Then you'd be fine. No one would even know it's the same person. No one would even bat an eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one would even bat an eye. So... <laughs> Big fat Russell Crowe will do a cameo. Um, she's the brother of sister, Mongol, and yeah, then there was sister. Mongol Senior, who was the actual Superman villain. He kidnapped Superman once upon a time uh, to fight in his big old gladiator planet. Oh, that sounds fun! I'd like that. Uh, and Mongol uh, Mongal, yeah, is uh, super strength. Your, your classic battery of of alien superpowers: oh, super good. strength, yeah, yeah. Uh, super endurance. Uh, she has a little bit of energy projection, ill-defined. We'll see how it goes. I would imagine we might be playing her for Drax vibes, stoic alien type oh, chick. good, yeah, who doesn't understand human culture. Who doesn't understand Earth customs and the weakness of Earth people. I'm calling it now, Michael. There's going to be a weird little flirtation between her and Joy Courtney, where Joy Courtney's like, oh, you're a real woman. And she'd be like, don't talk to me. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that. Good, I'm going to watch good, that, good. Michael. Okay, you'll watch the heck out it. of that. I'm, I'm, I'll watch the heck out of that. Now. Yes. <clears throat> there's also Ratcatcher 2, Michael. Mm. Which is just weird. Now, me, Michael, I'm no great fan of rats. Yeah, no, you don't like them. They frighten you. Don't like them. Read, o- read up about what a rat king was a couple of years ago. Gross. Made my skin shiver. Not a fan. Okay. Ratcatcher is a famous Gotham villain from the 80s. And uh, controls a big bloody pile of rats. They have an army of rats. And that's what they do with them. It's like Ant-Man, and... but with rats. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just way more disgusting for some reason. Mm. So, yeah. They're going to be in it. Where it gets interesting, Michael, and where fans are probably going to really enjoy this is the thinker's there, but Peter Capaldi's going to be playing the thinker, who's a classic Flash villain. He's Doctor Who. He's Doctor Who. So that's big, like, fan credit there. Um, So he's going to be in it. It's going to be interesting to see him do his do his thinkery thing. He's probably going to be... Oh, I don't know. They might go a Purple Man route and make him mind control thinker, or they might make him artificial intelligence thinker. There are two versions of the thinker. Yeah. Really depends on which one they it's choose. It's very hard to write super smart characters, though, if you are not yourself is, super smart. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty tough. I've never struggled myself. No, no you wouldn't even try. Several a day. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. That. You're welcome. Appreciate that. So he's going to be in there as well. Again, we just haven't seen enough of these characters, Michael, so we can't make any major predictions about mm. them. But I'm assuming he's going to be the brains of the operation and the strategist <clears> behind <throat> the scenes. He's not going to be in the field, Michael. I hope he is. It'd be pretty funny. Now, Michael, there are one or two very obscure characters that are going to be shoved in there. They are definitely being done for comedic relief. Yes. Uh, one of them is Nathan Fillion as TDK. Yeah, no one seems to know what that means. And the- the internet's kind of lost its mind, Michael. But we've done—I've done a little bit of digging. Yeah. Done a little bit of digging, Michael. And TDK seems to stand for the de- the detachable kid. Mm. And if you look at his little logo, you'll see that it looks like the bottom of his forearms has been cut off, Michael. And that's because the detachable kid is a rethought name for a famous uh, legion of superheroes, so future superhero series uh, comic book line called Arms Fall Off. Oh, Boy. I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Now, Michael, I shit you not, that's his name. Mm-hmm. You can see why they might have gone for a little rebranding yeah, yeah. to the detachable kid. Yeah, yeah. But basically what he can do is he can pull limbs off at will. Mm. He can pull his willy off. And reattach them 
at will. Yeah, you can pull his willy. Oh, good. So he's going to be in there. It's almost certainly comic relief in a hardcore sense. Uh, bloody Pete Davidson is there as Blackguard, who's kind of a superpowered guy. And then John Cena. Dun, 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 dun. Big fan of John Cena here at the podcast. Yep. He can't act. Yeah, we but, couldn't you know, see him in the trailer because he's John Cena. He's, he's playing the invisible guy like he did in um, Deadpool 2. Yeah, that wasn't. Okay, cool. Um, so. He's going to play a guy called Peacemaker, and Peacemaker has a fascinating publishing history, Michael. Uh, he was part of the original label from Captain Marvel. Uh, not not Marvel, Captain Marvel. Shazam, Captain Marvel. Shazam, Captain Marvel. And he kind of existed alongside the DC line of comics, and then when that ended, he was sent over. He's like a bargain bin Captain America. Yeah, didn't John Cena himself say he's basically if Captain America was a prick? Yeah, I think that's the whole idea. It's It would be... He's kind of American exceptionalism on steroids. Right, right, right. So it's just American current, America's current political policy. Just America. Yeah, summed up. Uh, really. <laughs> Take that, America. Got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Michael, you yeah. have done plenty of research for this week's episode. Because, Michael, yes. the one thing that we've been told about this film is that it's going to have a very specific tone. Mm, ben, it's going to be like a 70s war film. But, Benjamin, yeah. regardless of that, Ben... I don't th- I don't know, Ben. I've done a bit of research over the last couple of days and I don't know where the idea of a suicide squad comes from, per se. But it's see- In what sense? In the sense of, let's say, let's boil down what the suicide squad is. A bunch of convicts yes. who are offered yes. a chance to do an incredibly dangerous suicidal mission for the military and if they succeed, they're pardoned. Yes. That's what a suicide squad is. Not not yes. necessarily the suicide squad, although, you know, that is supposed to be the main concept of the suicide squad. But a suicide squad comes from that, Ben. And one of many. And it seems to be that the inspiration for that idea comes from um the the book and the film the dirt the, the I can't say the dirty dozen. The dirty the, the, dozen. The, 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 the. the dirty dozen. It seems to come from the book and the film The Dirty Dozen, Ben. And the Dirty well, Dozen seems to be based on a kind of urban legend that sprung up in World War Two called the Filthy Thirteen, which is also hard for Irish people to say. The Filthy, the 13. filthy Thirteen. <laughs> so the Filthy Thirteen, Ben, were uh, a kind of legendary World War Two outfit. This is real life history now. They were a legendary... <laughs> the Filthy Thirteen were... Um, uh, that's so much easier to do. I'm going to do it for the Dirty Dozen as well. <laughs> <laughs> the Dirty Dozen and the Filthy Thirteen. The Dirty Dozen. So, yeah, go on. so the Filthy Thirteen, Ben, they were a real-life World War II <laughs> unit, apparently, who operated behind enemy lines. And although there's no evidence for it being true, apparently, people speculated that they had been granted an amnesty for crimes. And that inspired the book and film The Dirty Dozen. There you go. Yeah, so it's funny that you said that the Suicide Squad originated in the 50s when they originated in the 50s did they have the prisoners released on the condition that they do a suicidal mission or was it just a cool no. name it was just a cool so name. it's coincidence it's serendipity then that someone 20 years later said remember the dirty dozen the film the dirty dozen we should make that into a comic book but with super villains as the dirty dozen yeah. So Benjamin, that's what they did. I watched The Dirty Dozen then. 1967's The Dirty Dozen. Go on. And it's a very good film. Yeah, I, it's my grandfather loved I'll it. tell you what film it's a lot better than Ben. 2016's Suicide Squad. In fairness, Michael, there are many, 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 many films that pass that. Yes, test. there are, and I see your point. Citizen Kane, for example. The Green yes. Mile. Very yeah, good. Yeah, Con Air. Oh, what a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wants his bunny back. He just back. wants it. So, um, <laughs> that was the worst film I could think of that was still better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> Twenty sixteen Saban's Power Rangers? I don't know. Ah, come but on maybe. now, you're going to cancel each maybe other not, out. That's maybe not. threatening the universe. Maybe not. Um, so anyway, Ben, the reason that I've brought it up is that there are many films better than The Suicide Squad, but this is a film which is the same central conceit as The Suicide Squad, but better. But better. Yes. 
in many so ways. So in this film, Ben, Lee Marvin, who's always bloody hungry, he's bloody Lee Marvin. He's a hungry, hungry, yeah. hungry boy. He's a bit of a rogue element in the army, and the army say to him, here, listen you, you rogue element, you're going to take these 12 convicts, they're murderers and they're rapers and they're criminals, and you're going to oh. turn them into a suicide squad. Are they, are they Are they? actually rapers? Some of them are rapers, are yeah, rapers? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. Terry Savalas <laughs> is a raper. What? Terry, Telly Savalas, you know Telly Savalas, the bald guy? I know who Telly Savalas is, I'm just not comfortable with this premise anymore. Well, Ben, he's not a good bloke, and that's one of... The, he's not, no. no. He's, he's one of the worst blokes, and that's... He's a proper mentalist, like he's he's a psychopath, and he's a fundamentalist, and he hates women. I tell you what, Ben, if you're watching this film, if you're going to go and watch... 1967's The Dirty Dozen I hope you don't have too high an opinion of women because you're not going to enjoy it if you have a very high opinion of women I hope you don't respect no, women no. in any way because oh if you do if you have a shred of respect if you've got any sort of interest in women as a, as a, as a gender you're not going to enjoy this as much there are uh, <laughs> there are eight women in it Ben seven of them okay. are prostitutes who are brought along to a party for, as a reward for the Dirty Dozen doing a good job. Jesus. And then one of them is the victim of Telly Savalas. And that's it for women in the film. It's not great. Oh, fuck. But it's a brilliant film. And the reason it's a brilliant film is, uh, you know, it, it does the same thing. It has some kind of frontline big actors, the kind of main six, and yeah. then the kind of background six. Every film with a dozen characters has to do that because a dozen characters is yeah, too many. Yeah, there's no other way of doing it. Look at Michael. the Barton Bellas, Ben. You've got <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. You've got yeah. uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, singer number yeah, one. You've got like the five or six. You've got Fat Amy. You've, you've, oh yeah, classic. You've got, classic, you've got the uh, kind of main ones, actor. and then you've got the other ones. But then you have the the mute Asian girl. No, no, she'd be one of the main ones. Would yeah, she be yeah, she'd be ones? one of like the oh, six okay. or seven main stars, and then there are ones in the background who never say anything. Okay, Casey, their names are probably they're probably all called Casey. Anyway, every last every one. last one of them. So you've got a bunch of characters, Ben. You've got a rebellious guy who doesn't, and he's kind of the leader of the Dirty Dozen. There's a big, uh, there's a big, slow, friendly, dim-witted one. Oh, there's classic. a little tough, scrappy one. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then there's a horrible, raping lunatic, and. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the huge biggest difference, Ben, is they are they are hired, not hired, they are, vo- they are volunteered for one mission, one suicide mission. That makes sense. There's no, and it, you know, unfortunately it later does become a franchise, but there's no interest in making this a franchise, Ben, because it's a suicide mission. Yeah, it's a one-off. It's a one-off suicide mission. So we mm. spend a ton of time with these characters. We see them all in prison. Lee Marvin has okay. a conversation with each and every one of them in prison. Builds up some some rapport, some character Find traits. out who they are, why they're in jail, who's redeemable, who's kind of a, a good egg who made a mistake and who's an awful Telly Savalas. And, and who's cannon father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're all cannon father, Ben. It's called, it's called, well, it's not called the Suicide Squad, but they got, it should be called the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the film The Suicide Squad Where most of them live Except one who makes A noble sacrifice Yeah well you need Your noble who sacrifice Who dies in 2016's The Suicide Squad El Diablo El Diablo He has a big moment And, and he dies The rope guy And the rope guy the Native American Here's rope Slipknot guy. He can climb anything Oh he's dead now Don't worry about it They're the only ones I'm Who the die Joker, It's ridiculous <laughs> So um, in The Suicide Squad Ben we, we meet them all There's 20 minutes Of meeting them Right. Then we go through the training with them all. Classic montage. No, it's not a montage. It's an hour of a film. Exactly what I'm saying. There's your modern 2016 thinking. Let's just do a montage. They We actually go through their training and see them becoming cohesive and forming relationships and who likes each other and who doesn't like each other and everyone keeping an eye on Telly Savalas because they know he's going to fuck it up. Right? <laughs> then... <laughs> Then they have to prove themselves by winning a war games mission, which is another 25 minutes. And then they do the suicide mission. The actual suicide mission is the last 25 minutes of the film. That's it. That's it. And there's one suicide mission and it's less than, it's probably less than 25 minutes, Ben. And when they die, 
you're going, oh, no, there's Donald Sutherland. He just got shot. And remember when... Oh, not Donald. Yeah, and he's kind of stupid. And, you know, he's a bit of he's a bit of a dumbass. And that's a real shame. And, oh, no, no, Jim's... De-. And then Telly Savalas goes mad because he sees a woman and he kills the woman. You're like, oh, he's a baddie. Even, even though that woman was a Nazi, he's still a baddie. Still not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ruins the whole mission. And you know he's going to because, you know, he's a loose unit. He's a loose unit. Yeah, he's an absolute loose unit, and he ruins the whole mission. And then, sorry, is that a is that a tried and tested academic film term? Oh yes, 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 it is for storytelling. Benjamin, ah, the old, oh, we need a loose unit, guys. Yeah. Who, who's who's going to be our loose unit? Do you know how many of the Dirty Dozen survived the film The Dirty Dozen? Three, one. No, one. Lee Marvin. Well, Lee Marvin's not technically in the Dirty Dozen. Oh, for fuck's sake. Although he does survive. Is it, te- is it Telly Savalas? It's not Telly Savalas. No, they kill him. Um, it's um, your friend and mine, Charles Bronson. Ch- Charles Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, he's the only one who survives. And that's what a Suicide Squad movie should be. And that's what I hope we're getting from James Gooden's The Suicide Squad. And it looks like it might be. Well, that's good news, isn't, isn't it? it? Although maybe, you know... A little bit more respect towards women wouldn't. I, Look, we all know Margot Robbie's coming out of this alive. Yeah, Margot Robbie's going to be fine. Uh, that, But that's the problem, I think, with this as a concept. You can't have a suicide squad where, you know, it's not a suicide mission. It's just kind of hard. Yeah, look, I mean, there's just no way around it here, is there? Like, DC's not going to get rid of Margot Robbie because she's a guaranteed money spinner. Yeah, no, but I mean... If Margot Robbie's the only one who survives, that would be kind of good. You'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what you wouldn't want, though, Michael. What? You wouldn't want to be cut down by Katana's sword because, and I tell you this, and not a lot of people know this. Yeah, go on, go on. What does it do? Her sword steals the souls of her enemies. I've never seen it. Wouldn't that be cool if you saw it? Yeah, no, no. Wouldn't that be a cool visual concept to try and put together? I'll tell you what, Ben. I find that whole concept so far-fetched. I'd prefer if she's not even in the next film. (laughs) <laughs> well I'll see what I can yeah, do yeah yeah if you could arrange <laughs> that that would be I great <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yes have you seen the dirty dozen it's good did you like it I don't think women would uh, like it should... <laughs> okay don't watch the dirty dozen if you're a woman or if That's you have not any a permission sort of thing for women it's a warning yeah, yeah. okay I'm not telling you not to watch the film yeah. I'm just saying maybe if you respect yourself <laughs> well look Ben or if you respect women maybe give it a miss it was a different time it's <laughs> fine then It's very anti-racist It's classic It's anti-racist as a film Which is, I think is surprising for the 60s it, Yeah it is yeah, It was 1967 <laughs> um, It was quite anti-racist It's pretty good yeah. Pr- Pretty okay with yeah, that yeah. And Telly Savalas plays the bad guy Because um, Oh crap Someone turned it down Because they wouldn't make his character not a racist Oh okay yeah, I can't remember who it was Let's say Charlton Heston wasn't though <laughs> ah, let's just say it was yeah. though so <clears throat> did you watch the dirty dozen I did, and yeah. if so uh, what what do you think <laughs> not you michael the listener yeah it's very good who are your favorite suicide squad members over the years and are we completely wrong about 2016's ill-fated suicide squad do you have a deep-seated oh. love of that film and would like to contend with this if you do yeah. You can get in touch with us yeah. in the following ways. We are online at www.shomrabyog.com. It means tiny room in Irish. And we're also on the Instagram at shomrabyog. It, it kind of means tiny room in Irish, let's be honest. Almost the same. It's S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes? Are you listening to us on Apple Podcasts? No. Okay. If you are. Yeah. T- come here to me. Come here to me. Yeah, come yeah, here yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. What, is to me. what is it? Go down there. Yeah. Look at the little empty stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What will I do then? And pull it up to five. Oh. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Well, that's cheeky. Do it there. That'll be our little secret. That'll be our little secret, ladies and gentlemen. Do that for us. Oh, and come here to me. Come here to me. Come here to me. You're listening on YouTube, are you? Yeah. Are you? I am, yeah. Go on down there. Hit yeah. the little subscribe button. Right, okay. And leave us a comment. Or I will. Or, yeah. if you're really dirty, yeah. a little thumbs up. <laughs> all right, all right, I will then. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to us on various platforms, please, please, please give us a review. It's a great way for us to boost the profile of the podcast and get out to more people. If you have any pals who can't get enough of Telly Savalas, probably don't send in this episode because it will besmirch no, your be, loving no, memory of no, him. No, because it's not Terry Savalas. He's the actor Terry Savalas playing a horrible character and doing a good job of it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. But it's not That's his it personal beliefs. I'm, for I'm this week, sure. ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't had enough of us yeah. for this week, you can find our entire archive of Collecting Issues, a separate podcast, mm. all about various comic books that we uh, go through every two weeks. Every two and weeks. you can get in touch with us there. If you'd like to have a more active chat with us about comic books, you can find us on the bloody Discord. Hop up on the Discord. The link's not in the description, issues. and I'm not putting it there. You'll have to go to Collecting Issues to find it. <laughs> Yeah, we got him. Um, and if you'd like to hear me talk about pyomes, uh, pyomes. then you can get in touch with uh, me at Words That Burn Podcast uh, and go listen to me talk about poetry. What pyom did you talk about this week, Ben? Uh, the pyom that I talked about this week, Michael, was the Honey Bear by Eileen Miles. People love when you mispronounce things, so that's why we're calling it pyomes. Pyomes. Big fans. That's it from us for this week, ladies and gentlemen. As always, thank you for giving us your time. Benjamin, Goodbye. I might be on holiday next week. Don't forget to tell them there might be no episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we are actually taking a quick hiatus, so you will have to listen to all those other podcasts because you won't get your weekly fix of Michael and Benjamin's podcast next week because bloody Michael there is going on a hollybop. I'm going on a little hollybop and I won't be here. And, you and know... earned it. Benjamin, in normal circumstances, when one of us goes on a hollybop, we might record an extra episode, but there's so little going on that what the hell would we even do? We're just going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, September. Take a little one-week break. Yeah, wake us up when September ends. Oh, very good. But no, not when September ends. We'll be back uh, the week after next. When September ends. In the middle of September. Towards the end of September. Yeah, in the middle of September. Right when September ends. No, no, not there. Not not when it ends. Before then. Yep, 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 yep. Gonna be no listeners yep. to this. End last of episode. September. All right, then yep. I'm, I've had enough of this. So I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone on holiday. I'm gone on holiday. That's it. I'm, I'm gone on holiday. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye, Bye-bye. everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going on holiday. I can't take it anymore. <laughs>